0: Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom.
1: We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Hello, and welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas. I, I am Christine from Nourish the Littles, and I am joined by my co-host, Corey, from For Nutrients Sake.
0: So this is number two of our mini-series on specific meals. So the last episode was on breakfasts, and this one is on lunches. And then the next time we'll do snacks and then dinners and then maybe desserts. What do you think, Christine? Desserts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Actually, I think desserts is a great idea because we could share nutrient-dense desserts. Yes. Okay. So we start every episode with a question related to the topic of the episode. And so today, Corey, do you want to share what you and your
0: kids had for lunch today? Yeah, so if we had done this yesterday, it would have been a better answer. But today was a really kind of slapped together meal. Um, That's part of their life. Right. So we just had a whole bunch of leftovers um, thrown together. So there was like some people had enchiladas, some people had soup, some people had cheese, and I don't even remember, just like whatever was in the fridge. That's it. It was like nothing fancy at all. <laughs> there was no like cutouts or anything. It was like, <laughs> yeah, real life. Real I life. think we had some roasted cabbage too. It was nothing made sense together at all.
1: <laughs> Sometimes those are the best ones, and actually, those days are really important because that's how you clean out all of the food from the fridge to prepare for, you know, the upcoming week or whatever.
0: Absolutely, it's necessary. I don't mind it. My husband hates those meals, so. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I know. <laughs>
1: um, I, so as funny as your answer is, <laughs> I happened – okay, so my kids, I had made a bolognese sauce earlier this week. So for lunch, I packed them a thermos with bolognese sauce, which is just like a meat sauce. Basically, it's like chili um and i added raw shredded cheese over it and then i gave them some siete tortilla chips to go with it um and that was their lunch and then for me i had actually made yesterday a like a chowder kind of with fish heads salmon fish heads and so i had i had packed um a thermos of the fish head soup and then uh boiled eggs and some macadamia nuts. That's what I had for lunch.
0: I saw your fish head soup on Instagram. It looked pretty gnarly. Yes. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I think this is like the third or fourth
1: time I've done this. And the funny thing is my sense of smell is not that good. So I can't really smell it. But I did it at my mom's house out of courtesy for the two boys in this house that have a really good sense of smell. (laughs) And I presented it to my youngest, or my oldest, sorry, yesterday, you know. Okay, so we sit down for dinner. And the two younger eat it, no problem. And my oldest says, Mom, this smells like rotten fish. Oh, no. And he had one bowl. He just ate the contents, didn't touch the broth. And, yeah, he didn't didn't like it. Meanwhile, the other two, my daughter had three bowls of it. And like, just like, was gulping the broth like you wouldn't believe. And then my youngest, the baby, this morning I gave him. He ate it for dinner last night, loved it. And this morning he had mugs of fish broth and was just like drinking it like it was no one's business. Um, so um, two out of three is not bad. It's not. I, I <laughs> not a That's a good point. That is a win. So, anyway, um. Okay, so we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about lunches and we're going to cover everything there is to talk about eating lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to start with, since my kids go to school and I have to pack a school lunch, I'm going to start by talking about packing school lunches. Uh, That's every mom's
0: favorite subject. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't miss doing that.
1: I do not miss that
0: at all. I I, like before my kids started school, I remember having this conversation with my mom when they went when my kids went to school and I called her like in a mild panic. And I was like, Mom, I have to pack lunches every single day. And if I don't pack them, my kids are going to starve like they won't. There's nothing else to eat at this school. It wasn't a public school. They couldn't just buy lunch. Like if I don't make this happen and they're just going to be hungry. (laughs)
1: that's how they they
0: were fine (laughs) yeah okay Uh, so give us all your brilliance on packing school lunches christine well
1: okay so for me personally i like to look at their day as a whole and i like to think about what it is that they're going to eat at school as well and so their school provides a snack um, thankfully it is a whole foods snack. It's not any packaged stuff, but it's in my opinion, not the best macronutrient balance. So I know that they're always going to get a carb, often fruit at school. So that means when I'm packing lunches, I'm focusing on protein and fat because I know that they're going to get a fruit at school no matter what. Uh, and so I usually... Usually, lunches are leftovers, and they're just repurposed in some way. I, I use a lot of soups. We do a lot of meat sauces, chilies, um, pasta and meat sauce. So I use the thermos a lot, and when I'm using the thermos, I will add either pork rinds as a side, depending on what it is that I served in the thermos, or the sieta chips, or crackers, um I use seaweed, like seaweed in the individually wrapped um seaweed from the brand Sea Snacks, that's my personal favorite. Um so I use a lot of leftovers and if I'm not using leftovers then I will first I'll, I'll I usually think about lunches the night before actually. So as I'm in bed going to sleep, <laughs> I think, okay, what protein am I going to put in their lunch the next morning? And then once I have the protein, And I know what that's going to be. Then I think, what can I put in for fat, which oftentimes is usually cheese or a fat bomb, or sometimes it's just adding more fat to the protein. So if it happens to be like cut up steak, I'm going to cook it in butter or something like that. Um, Pork rinds for fat, olives, things like that. And then the last part of the lunch that I think of is the carb. And For my kids, it's 90% of the time it's going to be a chopped up raw veggie. It'll either be carrots or peppers or celery. Those are their three favorites. It depends on the season as well. Um, If it's the summertime, then I'll do more summer, meaning like um, August, September. I'll do more like salads, tomatoes, that kind of thing. So that is, oh, I guess I'll say I do... I will put in every once in a while, like a fun or a typical lunch because I'm trying to, I try to think of what it is that their friends are eating. I know what their friends are eating (laughs) and I know that I, I also don't want them to feel like their food is so different from their friends. So maybe like, I don't know, two or three times a month, I will put in a sandwich. So actually this week I, I actually made them a sandwich, um, I had ordered bread from organic bread of heaven and I had some turkey meat and some raw cheddar and, uh, I did, so I only do half a sandwich for each cause that's what fits in the lunch container. And so I did homemade mayo, turkey slices, raw cheese, and then avocado. And I mean, when they get a sandwiches, they are so happy about it. <laughs> um, And I'm trying to think what else. I've done sandwiches. I've done bagels. I've done pancakes. I've done waffle sandwiches before. One time I made a waffle sandwich with leftover duck meat in it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. That's – I'm trying to think. That's everything about lunch. Let's see here. I know
0: when my kids were in schools or or whenever – we go somewhere where I've packed them a lunch and we're going to be around their peers. They're very aware of what they're eating versus what their peers are eating. Um, and it's, I had a, at one point my son came home from kindergarten and was like, mom, you have to stop packing me lunch in this bento container. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, none of my friends have one. They all have little plastic baggies. And I had to be like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm willing to compromise and, like, pack you a sandwich every day if that's what you need to feel, um, you know, included. But I'm not going to compromise on throwaway baggies. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> I, I, no. Oh. I know. Kindergarten is hard.
1: <laughs> that's so interesting because, at least in my experience, it's been – the older the child is, the more they care about it. So my five-year-old could care less. Like she, um, so my, my oldest will no longer accept pate in his lunch, even though he eats it at home with gusto and he loves it. He just, if I put pate in it, he's not going to eat it at school. However, my youngest or the the five-year-old, if I put, pate with apples or veggies she'll still eat it and she doesn't you know she doesn't complain um and and the oldest has started saying like please don't give me hard-boiled eggs as well they smell really bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I think my oldest is much more sensitive to um pure i don't know if it's pressure or just influence you know yeah and he's always been that way so it's that makes sense for him
1: yeah um, so oh, we okay, so we just wanted to touch on what a typical school lunch looks like, which, uh, as a teacher, I've seen it in many different schools in many different states, and it's pretty pretty consistent. It doesn't matter where you are. It's going to be oftentimes sandwich with a packaged bag of chips. It'll be things like Lunchables or those like cheese snacks where it's like cheese and crackers or the cheese and dip thing. Um, I have seen lunches that are literally just fruit and cheese sticks or a Go-Gurt and a cheese stick. Um, in this, I've I've seen actually a lot of like packaged meals that can go in the microwave or like a toaster oven. So it's kind of like a what are those called like a pre-prepared dinner or something and like like easy mac right y- yeah kind of where it comes in like a plastic container and it has plastic over it and then you either put it in the oven or you heat it up in the microwave and you cook it for like 30 minutes not 30 minutes you know like three minutes or something and it heats up and so I just want to say you know, for anyone that out there that started that way or that is feeding this way, that, you know, we all start somewhere and that's totally okay. Um, I think that part of this health journey is learning as we go and making small changes where we can. And so for some of us, that might not start with lunches. For some of us, you know, our th- our bandwidth is not... To make a perfect Instagram picture worthy lunch every day. And that might be we're starting with breakfast and you know, offering a really balanced meal at breakfast. It could it also be just be
0: that you start with one thing in your meal, right? Like you're you're mm-hmm. offering raw cheese and that's where you're at. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um yeah, I think there's obviously a lot of talk about school lunches all the time and um a lot of <clears throat> excuse me a lot of kids depend on the meals from schools and I mean this that's like probably an entire another podcast episode but um yeah I think I think you're that's it's good to to acknowledge that there's no right or wrong way. Just that they're, they're, Oh boy. Um, Feeding our kids is a big deal and feeding ourselves is a big deal. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already, you've already recognized that it's a big deal. Even if you haven't already dove into um, changing things in your kitchen and Taking it slow and one step at a time is perfectly fine. Sorry if we got off track.
1: (laughs) No, no, I don't. I don't think it's off track at all because I I think it's important to acknowledge every parent and at and whatever step of the journey they're in currently.
0: Yeah. And we've I've okay, so I've been doing this personally with my children for 10 years in different, you know steps and, or 11 years actually. Wow. Almost, almost 11 years. Cause my son's almost 11. So like we didn't start where we're at now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so follow up to, um, kids like typical school lunches and, um, how can we as parents, if we're if we've got kids who are aware of what their peers are eating, and their peers are coming to school with, um, you know, lunchables and um, those peanut butter and ing- or not peanut butter, but I don't even know uncrustables. Yes, uncrustable. But like, what's in them? If they can't have peanut butter at schools, I don't. I don't know. Um, oh, that's a good point. Sun butter. I think sun butter is what most schools use. Okay. Sun Sunbridget that tastes pretty good, actually. Um, okay, so like how can we take these typical meals and make them in a more nourishing way for our kids who just want to fit in, right? And in a way that um that we are really helping to fuel their bodies to get through the day?
1: yeah, so this is where. I think it goes back to making the foods that your kids love. So if your kids want to eat chicken nuggets for lunch, you can make the chicken nuggets and they can have chicken nuggets and ketchup for lunch. Or you can look for a cleaner option at the grocery store, reading ingredient labels. Um, If they want sandwiches, you can make sandwiches for lunch. Uh, Focus on, you know, really good proteins and, if you can make a your homemade mayo, you know, do a really good homemade mayo and some raw cheese and sourdough bread if you have access to it, if you can buy it or if you can make it. Um, recreating those classic school lunches with real foods is one hundred percent attainable. And it's just we we talked about this actually in a previous podcast episode, but, start with what you love so start with what your kids love um or what you're interested in and start small
0: i heard um at one of the conferences i went to one of Sally Fallon Morell's talks and she was talking about how her grandsons were in school and um they wouldn't eat brown bread like anything that would looked like whole wheat and so she helped her daughter, her daughter-in-law. I can't remember. Find um, a sourdough that was a white sourdough, so that her grandsons felt normal. Yeah. And I was like, that that's that's so relatable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's about, right? Right, that's exactly it. Wow. Um, yeah, and you can make like, uh, um. Lunchables type things. I think, isn't there, doesn't Applegate sell one? That Yes. So
1: Applegate sells some, there's I think two or three different kinds where they have, they'll have salami, cheese. Okay. So one of them has salami, cheese, cranberries, and like a trail mix type thing. Um, And then the other one has salami, cheese, almonds, and chocolate. Little bite things. Um, are these absolutely perfect? Weston A. Price are the nuts soaked and is the cheese raw and all of that? No, it's not, but it is a better alternative to a lunchable or an uncrustable or um, I don't know, and any of those more conventional options it's a step in the right direction. And then once you feel like, you know, maybe you can move past that, it's actually really easy to just recreate those yourself.
0: Um, yeah, and a lot more economical. And economical.
1: Yes. Those, those little packages. I know this because I just, I, I actually get those for my kids when we only, when we go on road trips, that's like their really special thing when we go on road trips and, but they were out at the grocery store and, um, but the little, you know, price tag is there. And I want to say it's like $6 or something. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. It's absurd. Um, that would be crazy to do every single day for for my budget. That would be like, no.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: no, <Yeah. laughs> sorry.
1: So, no. Um, And you could buy a full package of prosciutto or salami for the same price and it could feed the family. Yeah. That, it's just. This is
0: – we should cover we're, all this we're doing, on our yeah, budget yeah. episode. We
1: are. Yeah. So up, upcoming. Upcoming budget episode. Don't worry. <laughs> but anyway.
0: Um, okay. So you have kids that go to school. What do you do – and maybe you don't come up across this, but what do you do if your kids come home with an uneaten lunch? Great question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so Did, Didn't you on Instagram for a, a minute like post this is what I packed and this is what they ate?
1: Yeah. I've I've done that a few times. Not enough. Um, Today would have been a good example. I had one kid who completely finished their thermos of meat and cheese and everything. And one kid who ate half of it, but still had some left over. and no shame. I put it right back into the Tupperware of meat (laughs) and I will probably eat it tomorrow or the baby (laughs) will eat it tomorrow for lunch, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It's, you know, my own child, but Oftentimes, here's what happens: if something comes uneaten, one of two things will happen. Either they will they they know that there are no snacks at home between school and dinner. If they're hungry and they want something, I say you can finish your lunch. Like that is always the number one thing: finish your lunch. We're not eating any snacks before dinner, so like. Ninety percent of the time, they're going to finish their lunch. Uh, sometimes they don't even want it, and then I'll just set it out on the counter, and the baby will eat it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because my baby is a gar- garbage disposal and eats mass amounts of food, so I'll just he'll end up eating it. <laughs> it doesn't. It's very very rare that any of it goes to waste, and then. Um, every once in a while, it will, for some reason, they'll eat it in the car on the way home.
0: Yeah. That's what my kids used to do. We used to have like a really long commute to the private school that my kids went to. And I, um, I would either pack them an extra snack because they would literally be like melting, um, or they would just eat whatever they hadn't eaten from lunch and it's usually that they were just excited to be chatting with their buddies at lunch which is why they didn't finish their lunch you know yeah it it wasn't that they weren't hungry it's just that they could hang out
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure that's that's similar so sometimes they will eat it just in the car on the way home yeah we want to pause for a moment to talk about one of our favorite podcasts The Wise Traditions podcast is about food, farming, and the healing arts. Basically, it's about how to cultivate health through ancestral wisdom backed by modern science. We've learned so much from this podcast and the foundation that puts it out.
0: As modern ancestral mamas, we don't always have time to read in-depth scientific studies, but we do have 30 minutes while we're washing dishes or sitting in the school car line. The topics the show covers are broad. Everything from what to eat, when you're expecting, to how sunlight nourishes the body, to how to keep children grounded in these turbulent times. Give a listen wherever you get your podcasts and or download the Wise Traditions podcast app from your app store.
1: Um. So something else that can happen is at least, I've, I haven't had it happen very often. I don't know about you, Corey, but what happens if other kids make fun of your kids' lunches? So if your kids have to deal with a little bit of uh, discussion on that weird food that they're eating.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is really where I, if if I'm packing lunches or when I packed lunches consistently and if I'm packing them now, I almost always try and pack something that looks pretty normal. Um, yeah. Because I know that my kids are very sensitive to that sort of thing, um, to the, to the opinion of their peers. And not that I want to encourage them to be persuaded by that, but I also don't want to give them stress in the middle of their day. Um, and especially if, you know, they're having trouble eating their whole lunch anyway, it doesn't help if their friends are like, oh, that looks weird. Um, I, I'm not saying that's the right answer. I'm saying that's like, that's how I handle that. I would probably also yeah. try and have a conversation with them, but yeah, I would probably just say okay. I just won't pack whatever that was again. What about yeah. Do you? Do you have tips on that one? You said um, you send pate with your kids, so
1: I do. Yeah, <laughs> I. But like I said, I don't send it with my oldest anymore. Right. Um, but so I actually recommend for anyone who is not familiar with this podcast uh, series, but it's called the sparkle stories and it's absolutely wonderful. You do have to subscribe to it monthly, but if that's, there's, there's thousands of stories on it. They're very slow. They're broken down by age. Anyway, there is, there are two episodes on here that I've actually listened to with my kids and every once in a while I'll put it on again just to kind of like as a refresher. But so one of the episodes is called What Makes Your Lunch You? And it's all about kids from different places all over the world and their, the ethnic foods that they eat and how their foods look different than some of your typical, you know, sandwich uh, and chips lunches that The kids here in the states are eating, and it's a beautiful episode that talks about how we're all different and your lunch makes you special and that kind of thing. So I really, really do love that that episode. And then there's another one called Martin and Sylvia Lunchbox, and those two episodes are great. They cover this exact topic, and so if anyone is struggling with that, I cannot recommend them enough. Um, We wouldn't be able to link to it just because you you have to subscribe to this particular podcast, uh, series, but we'll make sure to put the podcast link in the show notes. And then how do we avoid lunch packing burnout? (laughs) I mean,
0: I feel like that's something that there's a lot of, um, (laughs) like everybody, all, all of the, um, Instagram people, what am I trying to say? The, um, Influencers always post about that, right, Around um, probably around this time of year. They're like, we've only got three more months left. Like, here's what you can do to pack the lunches and that it's not, not going to make you pull your hair out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, some easy ways to not avoid burnout are if you can batch cook things like either – muffins and freeze them or fat bombs and freeze them. Um, or just have some protein options that are, that are batch cooked. So it's easier for you to pull things out either in the evening or the morning, whenever you make your lunches and, and just also give yourself grace. I mean, (laughs) my lunches at the beginning of the year do not look like my lunches at the end of the year. Because it's true. By the end of the year, you are tired of doing it. And it's just not as fun as it was in September or August whenever you started. Um, Hot dogs. Hot dogs are my lifesaver. Costco has a package. Um, I think it's Grand Teton.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, those are pretty good.
1: They're delicious. And it comes in a package of 12. 12. And that's, that's you're kind of like my one of those. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like my backup. If I'm really, I always have those on hand. If I really have no idea what it is or there's nothing, I just pull out a hot dog. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a, that's a good idea. Have something that you can fall back on if you're feeling extra burnt that morning.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, okay. So let's move on to the logistics of um, equipment and tools and everything. So you pack in the mornings. Is that what you said?
1: I do. Yeah. I know most people do in the evenings, but I just but do it in the morning. you can't
0: if you're packing something hot. So exactly. So you pack yeah. hot things a lot.
1: I do. At least two to three times a week. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and so... Are you, you have like um, a thermos and do you do the whole, you pour hot water into it first to warm it up and then dump it out? Thing?
1: Supposedly the thermos that I have, which is Lunchbots, you don't have to do that. And I will say this, it's not the best thermos for keeping things super, 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 super hot. So like if you want something to be boiling when you, so, you know, I, I do it at seven in the morning and if you want it to still be like boiling hot at 12, it's not going to be. But for a kid, it doesn't need to be. Um, So by the time they eat it, it'll be warm, which is like the perfect temperature, and they can eat it. Um, I have like a more heavy-duty thermos for myself, and anything I put in it boiling, it will still be boiling like 10 hours later.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Maybe we should probably link those.
1: Yeah, we'll make sure to link these.
0: Okay. Um, Okay. So other things, other containers. I know that we've chatted about this on another episode. I can't remember which one it was about containers. Um,
1: Yeah, we did. I don't remember which one too. Yeah. But
0: there's not a ton of them though so you could go back and listen to all of them and find out which one it was <laughs>
1: that's true um i use planet box and lunch Bots and you can serve for water bottles clean canteen and pura or pura i don't know how you say it i think it's pura maybe um and then i use like muffin tins to hold foods to like, uh, you
0: mean like the silicone muffin cups?
1: Yeah, the silicone muffin yeah. cups to just like put things in there. Oh, I also use lunch skins for, um,
0: do you know what? That's a um, company that was started by a couple moms, like right around where I live. And I like went to their place one time because <laughs> I won this local um, giveaway and I like won all these um, lunch skin things and I went to their offices. And I was a little bit fangirly. That's but they so were, They cool. were new. And yeah, it was really cool. Anyway.
1: <laughs> that's I love their products. And I actually, I don't have Ziploc bags in my home. Like, I, I don't use them. And I, I I just use lunch skins or stasher bags. You don't There's have fr-
0: like, them for freezer stuff?
1: No. I use stasher bags for freezer.
0: Wow. I bought, I have a couple stasher bags, but. I have to like slowly build up my stasher bag collection. Exactly. Yes, yeah. They're so expensive. Kind of expensive. Yeah. No, I
1: used to, I asked for them for Christmas and stuff for like several years oh, and they were idea. like stocking stuffers so that I could just build up. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of them. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, and then, yeah, today I actually just got another, I bought one other lunch bot for the baby, a smaller version of what the kids have. And then these little silicone cups. And I think they're going to be really useful for not just the lunch bots, but anything really. I could even fit them into the serve containers or um, just for like fun snacks in the summertime. Um, But yeah, I like to use reusable when possible.
0: Yeah. I like reusable as well. And I really like the bento style boxes for lunches yeah honest to goodness I don't know what it is but it makes it so much easier just like oh I have to fill this little container and this little section and this little section and then I've covered all the sections so I must be good (laughs) totally um okay
1: okay Corey let's talk about homeschooling lunches I want to know what lunch looks like at home for you um because I imagine it's a challenge and a blessing to be home all day because this means your kids eat only your food.
0: <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> ideal, wouldn't it? Um, right. <laughs> we a lot of times will have leftovers. A lot of times, I will make a batch of soup at the like beginning or what you know one day of the week, and then we'll eat that for most lunches. And it'll be like, here's the soup. Here's some um, like deli turkey and, um, cheese and maybe bread or crackers. I just, lunches, lunches can be really hard because, um, in the middle of the day, you know, we're doing school from about 9 AM to usually they finish around noon. So for me to stop and make lunch is really difficult So anything that I can do that is really super simple is what I'm going to do because it's almost impossible to make a meal. Like, you know, so many people think, oh, well, you're home. You can just cook something fresh. And not only do I really actually not want to do that (laughs) because that's like, you know, a lot of cooking. Um, It's just not even – I can't make it happen. not every day. There are some days where I will, but almost most of the time it's too much to be able to, you know, chop up vegetables and, um, help my daughter with her math homework or something all at the same time. So I'm, I'm still doing things like batch cooking and pulling, you know, muffins from the freezer and, um, I forgot about the hot dogs. I'm going to have to get some hot dogs.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I'm telling we used to, whenever I bought those. I haven't bought them in a long time cuz I gave up my Costco membership cuz Costco gives me anxiety. Um but I like split them down the middle and then fried them in butter. Oh my goodness. And then put mustard on them. That's like whoa. That's sauerkraut. I'm telling you. That's the way to eat one of those.
1: That sounds so delicious.
0: Yeah. So tomorrow, that's what you can have for lunch.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I, By the way, I'm with you on lunch being hard. It's just one of those meals that I don't think I, I would easily skip. It's just, it's not fun to have to figure out what am I going to eat in the middle of the day?
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't it's know. a weird um, a weird time to like stop all your pro- productivity and do a meal. Yeah.
1: Yeah and, yeah.
0: and I I recognize that my kids definitely need it. I get to the point of I, I need it during the day because like we talked about on our breakfast episode, I almost always skip breakfast. And yeah. so I get to noon and I'm like, I absolutely have to eat something. Yeah. Um, so I recognize it from a fuel part point of view, but – it's, it's a rough meal to, to crank out every day. Yeah. And it's not as fun because like dinner I can be creative with and I can take a little bit more time with, but yeah, lunch is hard. Okay. I f- feel like that covers homeschool lunches.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Um, Christine, let's From your point of view as um, somebody who studied nutrition, is there a difference? Should, can there be, should there be um, a difference between adult lunches and kid lunches?
1: That's a great question. Um, So I, sometimes I feel like a broken record when I say this, but So protein is what helps the tissues grow and build and fat is necessary for the brain and kids are growing and their brain is developing. And actually they just need a lot of protein and fat (laughs) to be able to do that. Also, they metabolize everything a lot faster than adults do. So if we don't want them to be cranky and complaining about how hungry they are in an hour after we've just fed them, we really, it's helpful to focus on, okay, if I'm going to give them this piece of fruit, I can also give them a beef stick to go with it or a hot dog to go with it or chunks of butter. Um, something to help balance the influx of the sugar that comes from that fruit or vegetable or piece of bread, whatever it is that they're eating. And I, so should adult lunches be different than kid lunches? Uh, That's kind of like a two part or, you know, there's two answers to that. I think that kids can eat the same thing that adults can eat as long as what the adults are eating is nutrient dense. Um, and for the kids, yeah, just really focus on whole foods, the protein and fat. Um, and yeah, those are my thoughts.
0: Okay. Um, all right. And then we let's talk about babies really fast because you and I both have um almost coming up on 2 year olds which is a little mm-hmm. bit mind blowing um yeah. but they are full on eating at this point however they're still they're still babies they're still they're i mean toddlers babies you know they're not yeah. um i guess they're i mean okay let me ask you this what what are you feeding your baby for lunch in the, lunch. Middle, in the yeah. middle of the
1: day. Yeah. So similar to what we had said before about it being kind of a, an awkward time, it is a strange time of the day to feed the baby because he eats a huge breakfast and sometimes it sometimes he'll eat breakfast at 8, 8 a.m. because he's woken up late or sometimes he'll eat it at 7 in the morning. And he has just now started asking for more food at like 10 in the morning. Um, so depending on what time he's eaten breakfast, let's say two or three hours later, he's starting to ask for more food again. And this is me feeding him. I mean, this kid eats three different types of protein for breakfast (laughs) and maybe a piece of fruit. Um, so by the time lunch comes around, I don't really think, (laughs) He's that hungry and I personally don't want to sit him down for a full meal (laughs) before nap time because it feels like a mess to then have to clean him up right before nap. So his lunches tend to be, um, either pork rinds or raw cheese. Um, I, a lot of times I'll give him soup, uh, but depending on how much mess I want, I will feed him the soup, Uh, oftentimes I have just given him a, like a bottle of raw milk with egg yolk in it. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put egg yolk, raw milk, collagen, um, and I'll just give him a bottle of that and he'll, he'll, he'll be okay. He'll nap. And then, but we eat dinner really early at five and that'll hold him over until five. And then he has a huge meal, um, again at five. So lunches are a little bit lighter for the baby. I don't know. What about you, Corey?
0: Um, I would say my – she gets hungry in the middle too, like in in between breakfast and lunch too, around Mm -hmm. 10-ish. And this is where, again, having everybody home at the same time is really difficult because I try not to do – um, a morning snack with my older kids, but she wants one. And I understand that her body is metabolizing it a lot faster. And, um, we're at the point of like, kind of trying to wean from breastfeeding. And I'm so I'm like, well, I either nurse you, so you're not hungry. And then, you know, nobody asks for that. Um, <laughs> or, <laughs> or I have to feed or something, but, like, but it, she also takes a nap right after lunch. Yeah. So, but she's also seeing everybody else eat whatever they're eating at lunchtime. So she's pretty much just eats what everybody else is eating, um, yeah. except, you know, as long as it's appropriate for her eating abilities. Yeah. Um, she's just pretty much eating whatever everybody else is eating. And then she goes and takes a nap. Yeah. So, um, all righty. I, let's touch on really quickly at the end here. Um, there is a woman out in California, and I'm sure if anybody is familiar with um, the Weston Price Foundation, they've done interviews with her and um, special, you know, features or whatever with her. And um, she has a she's working with a school out in California where she has completely overhauled their School lunch program to be one that is um, in in the Weston Price vein, and she has like a whole staff, and she's outfitted the kitchen, and it's a really cool story. So her name is Hillary Boynton. She actually has a cookbook called the Heal Your Gut Cookbook, which is the A Gaps Cookbook. Um, and I think um, Christine, you've you've met her, right? And you have. Can you tell us about that experience, like what you went through with that?
1: Yeah. So, okay, Hillary Boynton. So she has this program called School of Lunch, and that's her website. And basically what she does is she trains lunch ladies, or men, um, to change their lunch programs at whatever school or organization they're at. And I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. I, I was really blessed to go and see what she's doing at the Manzanita school in California. And the lunches are like from, I mean they're like dream think the Weston a price foundation conference food. On steroids. I mean, the food is just delicious, nutritious. Um, there's, she offers something for many different dietary restrictions, and it's all made fresh that day with love and uh, local ingredients, and it's incredible. And so, what she does in this Lunch later Training Academy, which is usually held in the summertime, is she teaches individuals how to bring this concept back to their own home schools, um, schools at home or organizations, whatever. Uh, So highly, highly recommend it. It is a great way, if this is something that you want to do in your own school, if it's something you want to tackle, it's a great opportunity to to get that ball rolling.
0: So when, um, when you go, it's like a week thing or a,
1: yeah, great question. So my understanding is it's in the summertime. It's usually four or five days. It's in California and she will train you on the different aspects of how to start this program in your school. So you would learn the business side of it. You would learn, um, where to source the food. You would learn recipes. Um, yeah, kind of like all the ins and outs, the nitty gritty of, and a lot of people that start this are people who are not familiar with us, Weston A. Price foundation. So it's, it's often that the people who come to the training are, they don't know anything about it. So you're learning the basics, ferment, you know, how to ferment, how to make sourdough, um, cooking with organ meats, like things like that.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've always been fascinated with the school lunch program. I don't know if it's because I never went to school (laughs) since I was homeschooled. Like I was, I was always like, Oh, you get to walk through a cafeteria and get food slapped on your plate. That's so cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I've, I'm fascinated by it and and that um, she's doing this whole like overhaul of the system. It's just, it sounds very cool to me.
1: It's a huge endeavor. It's It's definitely, it's what she's trying to do. It would be great to have her come on and talk to us at some point about it. But that, thank you for reminding me, that segues into, I mean, because we wanted to talk a little bit about conventional school lunches, which is, I mean, so I, I looked into doing this with um, a few other moms in Chicago and at the school that our kids went to at the time. And we had to do some research on it. And uh, one of the things that we learned was that the average school lunch, so from your typical public school, the school is spending, the government is spending $1.25 twenty five. On that lunch, and so that yeah, that's that that is what our kids are worth for school lunches a dollar twenty five, and for some kids in particular in New York City, unfortunately, they are really really pushing the uh, vegan agenda, and so um, there's an, a podcast episode with. Diana Rogers of the sustainable dish. And you can listen to this and I highly recommend that you do, but basically what they're doing in New York city is they're, they're removing meat on Fridays and on Mondays. So you have meatless Mondays and then on Fridays, there's no option. The kids have to eat vegan. And so these are kids, the majority of these kids have no access to a meal um, a consistent meal on the weekends. These kids have they, they depend on the school lunches. So what they're doing is you're flanking the kids on the weekend with two nutritionally poor lunches, both Monday and Friday. They're going into the weekend without any protein sources. And I mean that's just devastating. I, I don't know I, I, I imagine we're gonna see the ramifications of this in just, you know, in the years to come. I mean we obviously already are but there there is no doubt that feeding our kids real food is more expensive but it's worth it it is so worth it because yes while the government is spending only a dollar 25 on those public school lunches they are spending millions and billions of dollars on the pharmaceuticals to mitigate all of the health outcomes from the processed foods that our kids are being fed at the age of five in kindergarten um okay i'm off my soapbox
0: (laughs) um yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, it's there was also a big um push a couple of years ago with Michelle Obama with the whole, you know, starting gardens and stuff in, um, schools. Some of that I think was cool that she was doing the gardens and things like that. But then a lot of the ramifications of, of the policy is, is how we're getting these vegan meals and meatless Mondays and, and things like that. And, um, Boy, I feel like there's a whole another podcast episode where we can talk about um, those things.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like we... at an hour now, so we should wrap this up. Yeah. Um, probably should think of something inspiring to say. Guys, no, yes. school lunches oh. that are great for your children. <laughs>
1: Yes, I mean, I was just gonna say, if you are someone who feels called to change the school lunch at your kid's school, go for it. Do it. Get in contact with Corey and I, or you know, look up Hillary Boynton. It is possible to do it, and the the reward is just incredible. Uh, we need more people who are inspired and. Um, interested and in actively fighting for their kids' school lunches.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if that's not something that you feel like is in your purview right now, because you're in the in the trenches of motherhood, it is okay to just focus on your own family and focus on what your kids are eating for lunch.
1: I totally agree with that, Corey, because. May, it's, it might not make the biggest change as far as the school is concerned, but there might be one mom who notices what your kids are eating, or there might be one kid that says makes a comment to their mom, and then all of a sudden you're having a conversation with someone and you're just planting a seed. It's possible to plant a seed with just your own kids' lunches.
0: It's also possible to just raise your own kids and not worry about other people's kids. That's
1: true. That's so true, Corey. Thank you. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's not always our job to change other people.
0: But also we have this podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, okay, so before we go, um, Christine, you have something you want to offer, right?
1: Yes. So I have a... Week long lunch resource, a week long menu for packing school lunches. And if you are interested in that, you can l- check it out on my website. Um, my website is nourishthelittles.com. And yeah, that's what I have to offer.
0: Excellent. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to. Um, subscribe on itunes or wherever you're getting podcasts and um give us a review and a rating please five stars would be awesome (laughs) um actually it is really important for I, i don't know if important but it is really helpful to have those um reviews and ratings because it helps our podcast rank and helps other people to see it and if you share it um Through the links on iTunes and stuff, that also helps the rankings and helps other people find it. Or if you just want to send it to your friends or put it on Instagram or whatever, that's helpful to us and um, maybe helpful to other people if you feel like this information could be helpful to your friends.
1: Yeah, and if you leave a review, feel free to add any comments or questions or suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about.
0: Yeah. And we've had a lot of people reach out on Instagram and ask us to talk about specific things. And a lot of times, or a lot of times, we've done this twice. um, (laughs) We put questions on our stories where you can help us to kind of formulate our next um, episodes or upcoming episodes. And I actually, it's very helpful to have people engage in those um, polls or questions. so I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I am. Um... Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope your lunches are delicious. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at nourishthelittles and online at nourishthelittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at fornutrientsake and online at fornutrientsake.com. Follow us on Instagram at modernancestralmamas.
1: Information contained in this show is for informational purposes only. It should not be intended as medical advice and should not replace your relationship with your healthcare practitioner.